0: Over the past couple episodes, I showed you how to set up a new Rails 3 application, so now let's dive into some of the new features. I'll start off here by looking at Active Record, which provides a new interface for performing queries. pratik went into great detail about this in this blog post, which I'll link to in the show notes, and I encourage you to check it out because it has a lot of great information. I want to start off by showing you several examples of trans translating the old active record find calls into the new query format. So as you can see here, we're performing finds on an article model. And so we're fetching all of the articles which were recently published and only 10 of those articles. So how would we do this in the new uh, active record interface? And what you have to do is basically just look at the options hash that you're passing into the find call. So here we have order and limit and use methods for those instead. So it might look something like this. We have article, and we call order on it. Say published at, and then we also call limit on this to just find the 10 most recently published articles. And that's all. As you can see, it's quite a bit shorter, which is a nice convenience. Now there are a couple exceptions on the names of these methods. Sometimes they don't map perfectly to the find options, which I'll show you here in this next example. There's only two exceptions really. Conditions and Include. So as you can see we're finding all articles which were published at uh, less than the current time and including some comments associations. So what we wanna do here is use article.where instead of article.conditions. So use where as a method name for conditions and then just pass them in here. Now an array works but I think it's cleaner to just do pass them as separate arguments to that method and then include is pluralized. So it's includes. And that's just the difference there. And otherwise, every other option that you pass into the find arguments is just mapped directly to the method name. Now in this last example here, we're calling article.find first. So we're only fetching one article record here. And it's just the most recently published article. So to do this in the new syntax, all we do is just call article Now we don't call first yet, we call that at the end. So we just call order and build up our query options first. So here we go, published, at descending. And then at the end here, we call first. And that will just fetch a single record which matches those query conditions. Now an alternative way to do this, because we're fetching in descending order, we could just remove that descending part, fetching in ascending order, and then call last on this. And that'll basically do the same thing in a little bit more concise manner. Now in Rails 3.0, you can use both of these methods for finding records, but in 3.1, this old find call approach is going to be deprecated, and you're not supposed to use find conditions through a hash at all. You're supposed to always use these methods when performing finds in Rails 3.1. So I encourage you to just get switched over now as you upgrade your application to Rails 3. Now you may be wondering, what's the real point of this change? Are they just moving the syntax and interface around? Why do that? Because you're breaking a lot of existing code out there with this change. And I can tell you for certain that they aren't just making this change to uh, cause you a lot of frustration. They do have a great reason for doing so. And it really lies in the power of lazy loading. Let me tell you about it. Now here I am in a console of my application and I have several articles. So if we say article.all, you can see I have three different articles in my database. Now what I want to do here is let's say list them all in alphabetical order. So let's say articles equals article.order and order by name. So now notice this object that's returned here is a little bit interesting. It's not just a list of articles sorted by name. This is an active record relation object which just stores the information about our find it doesn't actually perform the query on our database yet this is lazy loading so it's not actually performing the query until it has to we can either enumerate this article of records the these articles here calling articles each if we wanted to or we can call all and just get force it to perform the query on the database and return all the articles and that's when the sql query would actually be performed or we could call articles.first, and then I'll just return the first one. Now let's see how this plays a part in my application itself. As you can see, I just generated some scaffolding for this article model. It's just an articles index action here, which lists the three articles. So here's what our articles controller looks like that was generated from that scaffolding. And notice that in our index action we're just calling article.all so this is going to perform the query on the database immediately and just fetch all the articles but if we do any kind of find options on here such as ordering by the name attribute then what will be returned here is an active record relation object and the perform the query will not be performed immediately here in the controller instead it will be performed in the view when we actually try to loop through all the articles and it will notice that, hey, we need to fetch the articles from the database for all of them and then so it will uh, fetch the, perform the SQL query right here in the view. And of course it works if we reload here uh, where they're just ordered in alphabetical order. But the database query itself is not really being performed until it hits this part of the view. Now, the nice thing about this is that if you are using some kind of fragment caching, for example, with the cache method, then this will actually work a lot better now because the database query will not be performed unless it really needs to be in the view because that's where it happens now. So that means if we do add a cache, fragment cache in this area right here, it will not perform a database query even though we're calling the find options here in the controller. Now with this new query syntax, it's easier to build up find conditions as well so let's say we want to find all the articles which are hidden so we can just say hidden as one and then we want that to be able to filter out which articles are displayed here so back inside of our index controller action what we can do is see if that um, uh, hidden parameter exists and if it does what we want to do is reset our articles variable by stringing together A where condition on this and saying hidden is equal to whether or not the hidden parameter is one or not and that way it'll be true or false and filter out whether the articles should be displayed of hidden or not and when we reload here you can see that now only the hidden ones are displayed or the visible ones are displayed here so that's a nice way to filter out articles just by stringing together the where method on our existing uh, active record relation object. Next, let me show you some of the changes done with named scopes. So here we have our article model, and notice that there are a couple named scopes already defined here. So one to only fetch the visible articles, which are not hidden, and another one to fetch the articles which have been published. So These are defined using the old technique in Rails 2, but in Rails 3, these are done a little bit differently. The first thing is that the name of the method is no longer named scope, it's now just scope. And also, uh, for passing these options for our find call, we no longer pass them using a hash, like, you know, this basically the same technique as for the find changes. We now pass them using those methods. So here we just say where, hidden is not true. And again here, we can use the where method, where published is at before a certain time. So there we go. So that's the new technique in Rails 3 in handling name scopes. Now the really cool thing about this is that you can build up scopes now. So let's say we want to create another scope called recent. And what we want to do is let's fetch all the visible and published articles and sort them by published at descending order. So we can do this using our current name scopes we already defined here. So we can say visible.published.order by published at descending. And that will do just what you expect. It will allow you to chain other name scopes into your fine conditions of other name scopes. A very powerful technique. And we can give this a try inside of our console if we do article.recent. Notice it returns a name scope, which behaves similar to that active record relation object I showed you earlier. So if we just call all on this, that will perform the SQL query and actually fetch all of those models which match those conditions. Now I'll finish this episode with a cool little tip. Well, I think is kind of useful anyway is that if you take a scope or a active record relation object and just call to SQL on it, will actually return the SQL used to perform on the database. So we could just print this out and notice this is the query performed uh, on the database by active record for fetching all the articles, which are not hidden and are published before today's time and date and are displayed in descending order. So that's kind of a cool little way to might help debugging some things in the console, for example. Well, that's it for this episode on using active record queries in Rails 3. I think it's a lot of great additions, and I encourage you to try it out, experiment with it, and I think you will learn to like it as well. So um, make sure to check out Prateek's blog post, because there is a lot more detailed information on these changes there as well.